On today's episode of An Apple a Day, we're going to continue to discuss returning to work after a disability. We also have messages for you from Medicare and Social Security Disability, and much, much more. Welcome to An Apple a Day. Please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple a Day. A podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. Before we start, let me remind you, An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. FamousApple.com is the home site for this podcast, so if you get a minute, go over there and check it out. That's www.famousapple.com. Now, if you'd like to write me, you can write me at jimmy at famousapple.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y at famousapple.com. And now you can also reach me at admin at famousapple.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at FamousApple.com. That's right, I'm one of the administrators now. (laughs) So how you doing today, my friends? You feeling good? Feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. Excellent. Oh, we got a pretty good one for you today. Uh, If you remember Wednesday, we were talking to Albert from Connecticut, and we were talking about returning to work, trying to return to work after disability. So... We broke it up into two episodes because there's a lot of information to take in. And instead of trying to cram it all into one, we figured we'd break it up into two. It'll make it a little bit easier to digest, hopefully. You'll see that at the end of this one. But it's a, it's a good topic, and I hope you find it interesting. But before we start, I have a, I have a message here from Medicare. Medicare.gov. It says, stay healthy. Use your preventive services benefits. Medicare covers a full range of preventive services to help you keep healthy. You pay nothing for many of them when you get them from a doctor or a healthcare provider who accepts assignment. Preventive services include things like cardiovascular disease screenings, diabetes screenings, flu shots, glaucoma tests, etc., etc., Use your official Medicare account to make a personalized calendar of current and upcoming preventive services for which you may be eligible. You don't have an account yet? It's quick and easy to sign up for one. Go to Medicare.gov. That's M-E-D-I-C-A-R-E dot gov. It's definitely a good idea to have a Medicare account. And you can look up you can look up different procedures and see if you are covered for them right on that account. And it'll tell you yes or no right from the beginning. You no, no guessing. There's no going to the doctor and guessing anymore. You can tell right from your Medicare account. So it's a good thing to sign up for. Our next message comes from Social Security. Making wise choices when a representative payee manages your money. Some of the millions of people who get monthly Social Security or Supplemental Security income benefits need help managing this money. A person assigned to help you manage your monthly benefits is called a representative payee. 
we may decide you need a representative payee if we receive information that indicates you need help to manage your money. We try to select someone who knows you and wants to help you. Your representative payee should be someone who you trust, who sees you often, and who clearly understands your needs. A representative payee receives your monthly benefits on your behalf and must use that money to pay your current needs. Eligible costs include housing and utilities, food, medical and dental expenses, personal care items, clothing, and rehabilitation expenses if you're disabled. If there is someone you want to be your representative payee, tell a Social Security representative and they will consider your request. Social services agencies, nursing homes, and other organizations are also qualified to be your representative payee. Ask them to contact us. If you receive a decision that you are appointed a representative payee and don't agree with the need for one, or if you want a different representative payee, write us within 60 days to appeal a decision. If you can't manage your finances, someone can help. If you have a trusted friend or family member who can be your representative payee, our publication, A Guide to Representative Payees, will provide more information on representative payees. So to get more information, you can look up Guide to Representative Payee Rules at ssa.gov. Just go to ssa.gov and up in the search bar, put Guide to Representative Payee Rules, and you can read all about it there. And there's no shame in have a rep- having a representative payee. Everybody needs help sometimes. I mean, if you're in, if you're in a rehab or in a nursing home, you can't be handling your personal affairs and getting better at the same time. So having someone help, that's not a bad thing. You know, don't let your pride get in your way either. And just because you have a representative payee now doesn't mean you need one forever. And just because you don't have one now doesn't mean you can't get one. So it's something to consider. If you need it, get it. If you don't need it, don't worry about it. All right, let's move on here. All right, I'd like to get back to where we were last time we were together. I'd like to continue answering Albert's question about the trial work period. But I want to caution you. If you you didn't listen to the last episode, that was episode number 3005, 3005. It was titled More Money and SSDI. I suggest you listen to that as well as this episode to find out where exactly we're at here. The last question that we asked was, what happens when you when you complete your TWP, your trial work period? After you complete your trial work period, you begin your extended work period of eligibility. We're going to discuss what that is today, your EPE. During the EPE, we evaluate your work and earnings to decide if you can work at the Substantial Gainful Activity, SGA. We're also going to discuss SGA today. What else do you need to know about TWP? Well, you're not eligible for disability benefits or TWP if you work at the SGA level within 12 months of the start of your impairments and before we approve your claim for disability benefits. This is because your impairment does not meet our definition of how we define disability. Now, to find out how Social Security defines disability, go to ssa.gov and type up in the search bar disability. Once you get to that page, look up the definition of how they define disability. It's important to know. 
So next we'll look at substantial gainful activity. What is it? To be eligible for disability benefits, a person must be unable to engage in substantial gainful activity, or SGA. A person who is earning more than a certain monthly amount net of impairment-related work expenses is ordinarily considered to be engaging in SGA. The amount of monthly earnings considered as SGA depends on the nature of the person's disability. The Social Security Act specifies higher SGA amounts for statutorily blind individuals. Federal regulations specify a lower SGA amount for non-blind individuals. Both SGA amounts generally change with the change of the National Average Wage Index. Amounts for 2020. The monthly SGA amount for the statutorily blind individuals for 2020 is $2,110. For non-blind individuals, the monthly SGA amount for 2020 is $1,260. SGA for the blind does not apply to Supplemental Security Income or SSI benefits, while SGA for the non-blind disabled applies to Social Security and SSI benefits. The trial work period. After a person becomes eligible for disability benefits, the person may attempt to return to work. As an incentive, we provide a trial work period in which the beneficiary may have earnings and still collect benefits, which we've already discussed here. So now let's take a look at this EPE, or Extended Period of Eligibility. It says once you've completed your TWP, your trial work period, you get a 36-month safety net called the extended period of eligibility. During the EPE, Social Security looks at what you earned in a month to decide if the work is considered substantial gainful activity, or SGA. Social Security can deduct the value of other work incentives like subsidies or impairment-related work expenses when deciding your, if your work is SGA. Once Social Security subtracts the value of these work incentives, they compare the result to the SGA that applies to the year that you were you did the work in. For example, if you're not blind and the work you did was in 2018, say, Social Security may decide your earnings are SGA if your income for those deductions is more than $1,180 in a month. If you are blind, the earnings level is higher. In 2018, a person who meets Social Security's rules for blindness is earning an SGA if his or her countable earnings are above $1,970. You receive a grace period the first time Social Security decides your work is SGA after your TWP, your trial work period. If Social Security decides your work is SGA, you are still due payments during a three-month grace period. After the grace period, Social Security will suspend your payments for months that you perform SGA, substantial gainful activity. If your earnings fall below SGA during the 36-month safety net of EPE, Social Security will start your cash benefits again once you report the change and Social Security updates the work record. Once your EPE ends, you will continue to be due cash benefits if you are not working or your work is not SGA. 
Talking with a benefits counselor can help you better understand the work incentives available to you and how they affect your earnings and benefits. Now you can learn more about returning to work and the benefits for you available to you while returning to work by going to ssa.gov and putting it in the search bar there, returning to work or ticket to work, or just contacting your local social security office. But Albert, I hope you realize that by going back to work, you're not just stepping into the dark. You have a lot of people there. You have a lot of safety nets there for you. So it's you're not on your own. You're not on your own going back. You have a lot of people there with you that are holding on to both sides to make sure you don't fall. So if you feel like you want to take that chance, by all means, go for it. But like I said to you the other day, the first person you have to consult before you do any of this is your doctor. Make sure that your doctor clears you medically to go back to work. Okay, Albert, I wish you a lot of luck. And please write back. Let us know how you're making out. Let us know what's going on in your life. And if you'd like to write, or if you have a question for us, you can write me at jimmy at famousapple.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y at famousapple.com. Or you can write at admin at famousapple.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at famousapple.com. And we'll try to answer your questions right here on the podcast and share them with the rest of the listeners. You never know. Someone may be having the same problem or asking the same questions you are, and you could be helping them out by asking. Listen, thanks a lot for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. And I want to remind you, things can always be worse. That's right. Things can always be worse. Right now, someone somewhere is wishing that they were in your position. So things can always be worse. Well, listen, have a great weekend. I will talk to you next week. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. Take care, my friends. (laughs) Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.